Julia Root, and you're listening to the Earth is on the Line podcast. In this podcast, I'll be talking about our environment and the issues that have been caused by us humans. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Sarah Martini, an expert on environmentalism. Thank you so much for being here today, Sarah. So, if you want to introduce yourself and share you know, what's the topic, that'd be great. Sure. Yeah, my name is Sarah Martini. Um, I am an environmental scientist. Um, I've been working in the fields for about 15 years. Um, and what I do uh, in my job is I, I help other uh, countries uh, think about how to make economic development projects more sustainable and more environmentally friendly. So I work for a US government corporation called the Millennium Challenge Corporation. And we grant money to other countries for economic development projects. So that could be um, building energy generation, transmission and distribution projects, water and sanitation projects, can be education projects, building schools and helping. And so for all of those programs, I look at the environmental and social impacts on the projects, I try to minimize those impacts and I look for opportunities. How can we make the projects better? How can we invest in improved environmental policies, programs and capacity in the countries that I work in? Are you interested in this field? Yeah, so I've been interested in this topic since I was in high school. Um, I took an AP environmental science class with Ms. Ryle at uh, Xavier College Prep here in Phoenix. Um, and we did a field trip to Oak Creek Canyon uh, near Sedona, and we were collecting different plant samples. And I just, I loved being in nature and I loved learning about the importance of each species and how the ecosystem, you know, work together as a whole. I think the natural world is so important and it's a constant reminder of how small human beings are and that we're just one tiny piece of a much, much bigger puzzle. Um, so it's very powerful to feel connected to that natural world while also trying to understand the science behind it and how natural systems work. So that's how I got interested in it. So what's like the biggest issue that you've known when you do your work and what do you think that people should be doing more of in order to make that issue less? Uh, that's a great question. I think, I think people, um, I think people often don't understand the importance of protecting the environment and the world around us. And I would recommend that people get out in nature more and experience it for themselves to see the beauty and the wonder and the vastness of the natural world um, in order to respect it and to feel that smallness, right? Where um, the world around us is so much bigger and so much uh, more important. I think having that kind of experience can help people to understand why uh, there are policies and programs to protect the environment or why we do things like recycle or you know, why we try to reuse things instead of just buying new things all the time or why we want to reduce uh, greenhouse gas emissions or limit um, air pollution, for example. I think being in nature helps people understand why protecting the environment is important. 
So is there anyone that really inspired you or anything that you took inspiration from to do what you're doing? Yeah, so I would say my teachers and professors really inspired me. So I mentioned Miss Ryle from high school, and then I had a professor in um, undergrad and in grad school, uh, Dr. Giegengack from the University of Pennsylvania. And I think they both gave me opportunities to uh, experience scientific field work, to go out into nature and to collect data and to understand uh, from a scientific perspective um, how the natural world works and why it's important. And then they also helped me link that to the importance of those policies and programs I was talking about before. So how can we protect those resources or species on a, a larger scale using that science um, and, the, and that information to underpin those policies? I think that was very important for me. And then I'd also say just as like a kind of a environmental celebrity, someone who I look up to a lot is uh, Jane Goodall. I think she also embodies that link between scientific research and then advocating for improved management of species and ecosystems on a larger scale. Yeah. So you said that you started in high schools when you kind of got interested. Were you ever interested in being an environmental scientist before that or did you kind of become interested in high school? Yeah, I think in high school, um, I think that's really, and when I took this AP environmental science class, that's really what kind of opened my, my interest. And I liked that class so much that I decided uh, when I went to college, I wanted to major in environmental science. So when I was looking at universities, um, I really looked at, you know, who were the professors there? What kind of environmental science program did they have? So yeah, I think it was in high school. I think I always you know, you maybe have an interest in animals when you're young or, um, but I, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, but that class in high school was really, it was really uh, fundamental, I think, in, in setting me on my career path. Um, so how do you think the pandemic is affecting the environment? I think that's a good question and it's a little bit of a hard one to answer. Um, I don't know if you remember when things shut down in the spring of 2020, at least in Phoenix, you could see clear skies in all directions because there weren't so many cars on the road, um, which was, it was beautiful. I mean, you could see the mountains and, um, but I think now, unfortunately, our pollution levels and greenhouse gas emissions are up because people are trying to make up for um, poor economic growth over the past couple of years. Um, so I think there's always this balance, right? And I see it in the work that I do. How can we, how can we grow in terms of our economy and making people's lives better and more efficient while not sacrificing um, our natural resources, right? There's always this trade-off here. I do think that at least in the US and Europe, we are moving in the right direction in terms of things like electric vehicles and you have a lot of large private sector companies uh, making pledges uh, towards carbon neutrality. Um, and I think that's, that's good, um, even if it feels like it's too little too late in terms of climate change. So um, do you work on a team or do you work independently? So I work on a team, um, always work with a team of experts. There's so much I still uh, don't know and need to learn from others. Um, 
So I work with some fantastic people who are also environmental and social experts. Um, but then I work with engineers, I work with economists, I work with social and gender experts, I work with uh, lawyers, I work with land experts. So it takes a lot of different areas of expertise to help to plan and implement the kinds of programs that we do in countries around the world. Um, and there's a lot of discussion that happens around those trade-offs I was mentioning before. So how can we um, improve um, access to electricity in some of the poorest communities in West Africa, while also making sure that you know, we're protecting the environment and some of these uh, rainforests that are there and some critically endangered species at the same time. So yeah, it takes working with a team of experts across disciplines to make that happen. And I enjoy that. I think it's important. Definitely. Um, so do you have, or like, what are your long-term goals in the environmental field? Gosh, that's a, a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, but a good, no, it's a great question. So I think personally, I would love to see the world just tackle climate change. You know, all the resources that we put into the pandemic, for example, to try to get a vaccine or to get treatments and to keep people safe and healthy. I wish we could put those same collective resources towards um, mitigating climate change. Um, I think climate change is already upon us and it's a bit late. So I think, you know, having people start to plan ahead, um, how can we address climate change? How can we be prepared for it? And how can we do so in a way that is inclusive of the poor and vulnerable groups as well? Yeah. Um, so do you think there should be more education on like climate change and environmental issues in schools? Absolutely. I think 100% there should be, everyone should be educated on the environment in school. Um, and I, I hope for, um, you know, kids of all ages that they get that experience to go out into nature and to see firsthand why it's so important. Um, I think for me, my education in school was what led me on this career path. Um, and I think it would, you know, help future generations better respect the natural world around them and why we need to preserve and conserve the environment. Yeah, and yeah, I feel similarly because like those classes are more like, you're kind of able to t like take them in high school and college and stuff like that. But for like elementary school and middle school, like I'm really interested in this topic. And like, if I could learn more about it in school, that'd be really um, like good opportunity. So I, yeah, think that would be. So do you have a favorite part of your job? Uh, that's a good question too. Um, I think one of my, you know, it's really exciting sometimes to travel to other countries and I get to see some of the communities that we benefit firsthand. Um, so for example, I get to go to Sierra Leone for work and they have a chimpanzee sanctuary there. Um, a place that Jane Goodall, one of my, uh, one of the people I look up to, she has been there and you know donated money and time there. And you can see the good work that they're doing, but you also see the trade-offs that I was talking about before. You know, people are quite poor there and 
how can you help to improve their lives through access to water, to energy, to education? And those things do require a use of natural resources. So how can you try to, I think, shape programs and policies that balance between those various needs in a way that's sustainable um, in the long run? So I think trying to solve those questions that are quite difficult and uh, it's, it's exciting. I enjoy that as my, part of my job. On behalf of myself and my listeners, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your experience with the topic of environmentalism. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Earth is on the Line. I'm your host, Julie Root, and make sure to stay tuned for my next episode, where you'll get to hear the live recording of my final podcast episode in front of a panel of my teachers and my family.